How we doing, Brimleys? How we doing, Jim? We made it to March. Come on, buddy. Happy anniversary, my friend. This is the one year. We made it around the sun. And does it not feel like we just ran a lap and just ended up right where we were? It's back. it's March again. Back to where we started. It's pretty much the same, but, but it's not. I, in fact, am bringing optimism to Brimley Nation. Is that what we say? That's, that's what we call it now. To the, to the team here. Um, not just because we're sponsored by Moderna and, and <laughs> Pfizer, which I have not told you yet. We're going to get into more of that later. A little tease. Picked up some sponsors. Wouldn't that be great? We had both of them sponsoring us. <laughs> had to turn down Johnson & Johnson. You're just... Your sponsorship just wouldn't be quite as effective right. as the other sponsorships. They only offered us 72% of the money. We were like, no, thank you. <laughs> we're good. The optimism is in some stuff I just saw today. Just about people getting vaccinated and the variants, not to be worried about. We're going to be good. We need more optimism. We need positivity. Yeah. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet, but it does look like the, uh, the vaccines... It, the preliminary information on the vaccines with those variants is very good. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, I got my second shot last week. It knocks the Burberry scarf right off that UK variant. It really does. That's why I feel like they should model it when they show the virus, COVID-19, <laughs> and then the variant, like then put it like a scarf on the, the UK one. This is driving on the wrong side of the road. And I will sidestep on how I would dress up the, the South African variant. Because Much appreciated. Like I'll let, I'll leave that to other comedians. We'd like to make it to a two-year anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> you are fully vaxxed now, huh? I am. Uh, as you know, I work in healthcare. Um, so uh, I did. I got my second shot last weekend. You chaser? I did. I got my second shot this week. The first one was Moderna. So I went Pfizer this time just to switch it up. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> Mix yeah. it up. Yeah. You did the uh, the hurricane? Put it all in there. I was like at the soda machine as a kid. It was like a little bit of this, a little bit of that one. Just back and forth. Just bent over. Put a little J&J in there on the way out. <laughs> it got graphic. Hit me three times. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You feel good? You feel yeah. like you're throwing that mask right off? Just... No, man. I am. <laughs> That's great. You just walk away from them. Just mask in the air like you graduated. <laughs> just throw it up. Is that what everyone does? Now you stop and get your picture taken. And it's you throwing the, the mask up. It'd be everyone... great if they had a, a great America, like a roller coaster shot. Like this is you as, as the vaccine is going in your body. And you're like, just staring out the corner of your eye or <laughs> wincing. Like, do you want the, do you want the moment? It's an extra $5. Just go in this other line over here. You got to wait for side effects. Anyway, if someone goes into shock, <laughs> move up. Oh, that'd be great. That is a weird thing. They make you sit there for 15 minutes after you get the shot. I didn't really understand, you know, to make sure you don't immediately die, I think is what they're looking for really as a group. And you just sit there? You what sit you... there for 15. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's like, if, if anything happens to you at the 16th minute mark, you're on your own. Is it's it social at all? Or are you? You are. No. You guys good? You good? Yeah. Hey, you still good? <laughs> Check me you feel anything? Wait, How about you C3? I just felt something. What was that? <laughs> Might have just been, I had bagels this morning. Hey, yeah, I think that was, a, I don't think it was it. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Somebody sniffle. Did somebody sniffle. <laughs> Everyone raise your arm. Let's stay active. Get that thing moving in there. Move your arms. That's awesome, dude. 
Yeah, I was good this time. The first time I had a, a reaction, as we talked about this time, uh, two and a half days, knock on wood, been, uh, been just fine. I started loading up on vitamin C early. Oh, did you? Man, I did. I started taking that uh, emergency stuff the morning of the, uh, the more I, I was like, uh, we had an Al Pacino reference recently. Or no, we had a uh, Belushi reference recently with the snow. <laughs> I was like that with those vitamin C packets all weekend. Just burying it? Just mainlining it, you know, just making sure that I was uh, as, as vitamin C'd up as possible. OJ, extra pulp. You know, it. let's go. <laughs> I'm coming in. Eating That's... mandarin oranges, peeling all. Oh, I'm glad you rolled through it. Yeah, man, it's been uh, a little nicer this time. Most people I heard was the second shot. Yeah. If you had COVID, the first shot gets you more is what they told you're me. What, you're what they call an aberration in the medical community. We're talking, <laughs> folks, happy anniversary. I brought you a medical specimen. Hello. Talk to. Move over, Singletary and Sebastian. <laughs> we have someone who has a backwards reaction. I can't believe they gave you the second shot first. <laughs> they screwed up. Did they tell you? <laughs> we um we apologize, but we gave you the second shot the first time. <laughs> we were you got it so early. We didn't really have our shit together. I wonder, are they is there any difference between the two shots? Is there a difference between them? Like in the potency? Yeah, between shot one and shot two. You think they, yeah, the, the the second one has more more of the uh, the RNA in there? I don't know, but I mean that's what it is. It's the RNA. <laughs> that's <laughs> You sound like everybody who you know all the buzzwords. One person. I saw something on it tonight where they they make it, where they stew it. The cauldron is what it's called. They call it the. Is that really what they call it, or did you watch? Hocus no. Pocus? Okay. <laughs> the bowl they call it. You know how it goes. You know how it comes out of that uh, the hose into the bottles, like the Laverne Shirley thing. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> right? While the bottles line up. I mean, that's how they do it. Everyone does have one idea that they've gotten from a member of the medical community. I do enjoy that. Well, I talked to someone who's in medicine and they said, like, like not everyone knows someone in medicine at this point of our lives. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. all, we're in our forties. We've met a doctor. And who is this person in medicine? Mm-hmm. Your is aunt's a... the receptionist? Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting the same stock into that. Someone who works at the gift shop. Well, dude, I am glad that you are fully vaxxed and um you have the shot card do you put that on like uh your dating profile pic on the, on, a, on an account like that extra like little you, badge as you scroll through here i am and and you're holding like today's newspaper like i'm real <laughs> <laughs> it's a good awareness campaign how do we like we got to find a way to let people know that we're vaccinated right is there going to be i've heard talk of like a, a vaccine passport Oh, is, oh yeah. Like I don't know match? if it's a yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a real thing or not. But something. To, I mean, you've got to have a way to weed people out at some point. Not yet, right? Like we shouldn't be opening up the country for. <laughs> hey, I'm sure this country will agree on something <laughs> that will be, you know, All especially right, we'll if play. it has to be where you register your name to something. We put your name on something. God All forbid. Right. Well played. Put their email in every. <laughs> every catalog and then they're like can we have your email address for this public health hazard what the hell do you i want you to put a chip in my brain <laughs> poor bill gates one of the, you ever see anything on him like a, i watch a documentary on him on on netflix like the guy's just like a brilliant dude completely and he like downloads information he goes to, to, to a cabin with like volumes of books and just reads them 
and then processes that information. And I mean, what he's doing around the world, like with, I don't even know, drinking water and yeah. getting people antibiotics. And it's like, why, when did he get thrown into this conspiracy mix? What the fuck? Yeah, man. I mean, come on. So there are other documentaries about Bill Gates that say a lot different things about him. But where do they, who produced them? I, I, what I, are I, they I, based I, on? I mean, not fact, for sure. <laughs> I love that he wants to microchip all of us. I just don't think it's that, like, you're not that interesting, is, is what I want to tell these people. Like, they're right. not starting with you. Like, it's just not where they're beginning the microchipping process to, to monitor us all. Right. Who gave you this? Like, why aren't you just watching Ozark? What are you talking about? What? Don't you just think that we're moving forward? I mean, there's this thing on YouTube. Not to say I haven't consumed propaganda. I watched Rocky Four with my kids Ah. just, um, just the other night. Man, you're all about hating the Ruskies, huh? All right. Yeah, Rocky IV is a, um, when you go back to something that you originally thought was a phenomenal piece of art, like (laughs) this movie, are you kidding me? Like coming up with the Rockies, like you had to rank them, well, four, I mean, come on. I mean, it's montage after montage. It really is. And it's just, there's some great moments. Don't get me wrong. There's some great lines. Yeah. Those fights are ridiculous. Any human being would be dead. I'm sure. Which did happen to Apollo. Wow. In the, which my kids were a little bit shook by. They weren't, I don't know if they were ready for Apollo to die. I could see that. What's the rating on Iraqi for? Um, awesome. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I bet from the Motion Picture Association of America. PG fucking awesome. <laughs> So I know we're in a pandemic and all rules are out the window. I assume it's not an R-rated movie, but I'm just curious, like, what it age might, do they say it's okay to let kids learn about Apollo's death? It might be PG-13, maybe. Yeah. I don't even but know the difference between the I made the call that yeah. they could. I had to step in. You got every right we've to. Been, not- we've been through a lot this year, Jim. We can we can handle Carl Weathers. I, I showed, I pulled up Happy Gilmore right after, so he's not really, it's, he, he's Chubbs. He's all good. He's going to be Chubbs. Uh, but you know dude. who did die? The guy singing the song, James Brown. He's <laughs> <Okay>. dead. <laughs> they didn't bury him for about six months, which is a whole nother story. This is what I do when I watch the movies. I just go off on these. You know Drago's wife? She married Rocky in real life. Sorry. The one who's saying, you think we are so very bad and you are so very good. She married Rocky in real life. But watch the movie. It's good. She's bad in this. Oh, they got to love watching movies with you. <laughs> they do like when rocky runs up the mountain and he's like drago mm-hmm. like yeah this one stallone thought about making cliffhanger this is when he that's <laughs> when he first got the you know when you start doing bits like after you've seen a movie a million times with your buddies oh that's the best and you're just like you know they were gonna you know john candy was gonna be drago you know they were gonna <laughs> have just <laughs> you just could get the accent right <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. Yeah. Is it still your favorite Rocky? No. What do you, how do you rank the Rockies? I mean, I would go probably in order. Five, I would put six in front of five. Five is terrible, right? Six kind of like, wait, which one was Creed? Or which one was the newest one? I guess Creed. So I would separate Creed, right? Creed is separate. Yeah, I'm sorry. But there was, was six like more recent? There was six and then there was like Rocky Balboa. That's and then a- there was like, 
Rocky Balboa. <laughs> oh, is that? That was eight. Okay. And there's and then, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah, that was the ninth one. Okay. Nine times. I don't remember them making nine. That's right. Yeah, the Rockies were great, but um, they that one doesn't hold up as much. Yeah. Although I love the artwork of Drago when they when they if they put that at the Art Institute, I would go see it. When they pull up that banner of him, <laughs> and he's they if they did a Rocky exhibit at a mall at, at a museum, it'd more likely be at a mall. <laughs> but I'm in. No, these days it probably would be at a museum. Fair. Put it at the museum where you rarely ran up the stairs. There you go. And bring in that, the bull that Apollo Creed is dancing in front of. Stallone, I don't know if Stallone had like a, did he have a wig? I mean, he's rumored to have a hairpiece, right? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I could probably get, you could probably get murdered for just talking about this, couldn't you? I mean, you could, I didn't say it. <laughs> We're talking about Sly. I love Stallone though. He had a, I mean, he's still, right? He had a run where he was the biggest thing in the world, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, during those Rockies and the Rambo and Cliffhanger. He's probably done the, the most with the name Sylvester. Like there, I don't know any other Sylvester's. I mean, if you were to rank Sylvester's, Stallone's got to be in the top three. Top three for sure. Top three for sure. It's him. Wasn't there Sylvester in Looney Tunes or something? Yeah. The cat. Yeah. Sylvester the cat. He's two. I he, had would a imagine. he had a lisp. He did. Yeah. So don't give he him did. three. Make him two. <laughs> I said he's two. I'm going to give him two. Did you see Pat Sajak made fun of someone for having a lisp? No. Is that what happened? On Wheel of Fortune? They are coming after him. And they, are I'm, they trying to cancel Pat? I mean, something happened recently where like made fun of someone, but it was it was in jest. It was just like, what are you doing? And they're like, they're you just, can't go after contestants like that. I was like, he didn't. This one sounds like it might have been malicious, huh? They're just following Vanna. Come on. he's not, He never said <laughs> anything. He never... Nothing like, you know, never talked about the letter F or <laughs> talked about buying vowels in, in, in a subjective, suggestive way. Or... He wants to turn over a U. <laughs> I mean, he is constantly making cheesy offhanded. I saw Pat make a slip up the other night because we do watch. We'll tune in. It's like a family show here. If, um, if we're making dinner, we can just to get everyone to calm down. The kids will watch that really with us yeah and they um it's great the wheel how they do it now you know if, if you watch it recently they used to get no. like they would do three puzzles when we watch it now they yeah. get through like 12 oh okay it's it's uh rapid fire but the whole time it's rapid fire not, no not the whole time they do settle in but more but so. they do have some toss-ups yeah more so they get more out of the game i like it but the other night i he did something that i never saw before he um he opened the prize before they um, did the puzzle. Really? And, like read it and almost showed it and then he caught himself. And then he was, he's like, I don't think I ever, I ever did that. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids were so excited that they caught it like in real time. It was like they, they, they saw Haley, Haley's comment. Oh, like yeah, pig. So wait, he made fun of someone with a lisp. Yeah, I think that the guy responded in, um, you know, and it was apparent that he had a, a lisp. And then Pat was like, like, yeah, said like, thanks. Oh, oh, thanks. Or something like that. Oh, boy. Like, mocked the guy. Oh, that's not okay. No. So I think Pat had to take a couple of days off. Sure. Put him on the bench for a little bit. Toss him in the penalty box. Put him on a little time out. 
So what do they do? They bring Vanna up at that moment. Does she go to the bigs? Does she become the? <laughs> That'd be great. They did it in the moment. Like someone <laughs> just came out. What did you just? You made fun of his lisp. Okay, Pat, come on. Just give him the hook. You're not. You get. You gotta go. I can't oh. do the toss-ups. <laughs> get out of here. You haven't learned your lesson yet. Called the pen for the righty. Vanna comes strolling over. She has hosted a couple nights. Yeah, I think she's the go-to when he's uh, when he's unavailable to host. I feel like uh, those shows, because obviously Trebek, you know, unfortunately passed away, and, and they gave Ken Jennings a tryout. Now I'm not sure what they're going to do, but there's not a lot of succession plans in these type of shows. You know what I mean? Like there's not, you know, because when Pat goes, Vanna may swing over there for a little bit, but she's got to be right up there age-wise. Yeah, they're so long running, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Pat and Vanna will go out together. And she could be wildly inappropriate. We don't know. We just don't hear her talk ever. <laughs> she could be doing that all the time, and we find out the moment that she gets to step into that role. I mean, there was no one bigger than Vanna White back in the day, right? Yeah. Wait, what a career, though. The both Absolutely. of them. I think we talked about them on here before. It's not the first time we've brought up a game show or two. But when you're as part of the American fabric as they are, you're going to pop up on all over the place. It's kind of unavoidable. It really is. They've been around forever. This will take me into a, a topic that I wanted to talk about, talk about being around forever. Lifespan. Luke was asking me um, the life, like lifespan of animals. I mean, not in that way, but he was just kind of like, how, how long do dolphins live for? Oh, man. How long do tigers live for? You know, I'm like, I don't know. Like, how long do dolphins live? Depends how many plastic bottles they swallowed. Depends how many Dasanis they've ingested. I don't know. Something I never thought about before, like poor dolphin yeah. dying. I mean, I don't, I don't wish that on any dolphin. For the record, as a podcast, we're against dolphin death. Of course we are. Yeah, we're, we're pro-dolphin life. Have you ever pictured a dolphin dying, though? Like, oh, like, what? <laughs> I mean, first of all, how's he dying? Of what? You know, it's you know. brutal to even think about. Like, just the last, like, I'm, I'm go, I'm go, I'm gonna go up there. One, I'm gonna get, I'm going up one more time. The symphony starts and <laughs> the credits of the movie roll. Luke was like, "How long do dolphins?" I was like, "I don't know." Larry Zonka is almost eighty. <laughs> <laughs> tigers, though. How about tigers? How long do you think a, a tiger lives for? Uh, at least two traffic accidents. I can tell you that. <laughs> They're resilient. You just handed me that one. Um, 16 majors. Um, Tigers, I will go 40 years. Can I guess 40 years? I'm seeing 30 here. 30, okay. 30 years for a big cat. A bobcat, less than that, though. A bobcat, wow. I'm seeing 15 years. Okay. Which is around the lifespan of a grizzly bear. I would have guessed longer for a grizzly bear. Grizzly bear only lives 15 years? I would have thought, yeah. that's. that's Why do we say good. grizzled vet? I thought that was a shout out to our grizzled friends. <laughs> he's a grizzled veteran. Oh, he's 12? <laughs> he's like, he's he not old enough to drive? Is that what you're telling me? He's on his way out. <laughs> oh, he's 13? How long would you guess a um, orangutan lives for? I feel like they have, I, they're closer to humans, right? So I think they would have a longer shelf life. So I'm going to go 60 years. It's way off, isn't it? No, it's always 45. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Thank God I'm not an orangutan. I'm about to turn 45. <laughs> oh man. This could be the last episode. <laughs> I got to, I'm checking out. If they said do... that the natural, I saw something because I kind of looked in a lifespan. They said that the natural 
lifespan of a human being, like if we were just probably in the wild, mm-hmm. you know, without medicine, without would be 38 years. Oh my God. That's pretty jolting, right? Yeah. How far we've come. I think if there was like a 40 year lifespan, 38 year lifespan, I probably wouldn't have done much differently. I'm like, I would have lived hard for the first 40 years of my life, but like, <laughs> I already did. I mean, biologically, you can tell, I think like looking back that like the energy that you have when you're younger is probably to help you raise other kids. Sure. And I, we, we spend it, you know. Just waste it. In New Orleans. Yeah. We go to, <laughs> we go to Vegas, we go to New Orleans. We go around. Those are our kids. Live a little. Enjoy yourself. Who are your children? Uh, spring break 03 and then cruise 04. This is my son, Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Machu Picchu, I went to rather than having kids, but go for it, right? Anyway, I thought that was in- interesting. Other takeaway I saw was this 10th or um, 1 billion beat theory that your heart beats a billion times and like a mouse, the metabolism or the way that heart flutters, they're going, they're burning out a billion beats in two years. Whereas an elephant might still get a billion beats, but it takes 60 years. So getting my heart rate up by exercising is killing me. Yes. That's why I came here to say (laughs) we're taking the playlist off (laughs) the internet. Stop moving. If you're walking right now, sit down. We'll send someone to pick you up. Get off the treadmill. (laughs) Stop moving. Oh, thank God. Speaking of that young energy being gone, I uh, I had a foam roll this week. I took a pat. I took a play out of the Pat McGann playbook. You got on a foam roller. You're gonna live as long as a bowhead whale. <laughs> Eighty four years? <laughs> no, dude. A bowhead whale can live up to a two hundred years. Come on, which one wanna? of the, the longest living? Like this is where I kind of cut it off. Like I don't I don't go into like you know what the longest living animal is. If someone asks you that, how pissed would you be if they're like, it's a black coral or some fucking sponge? It's like, like a, I don't know. You got to have eyeballs. Yeah. At least two. Something. Right. Yeah. Would you not say like, what's your. Yeah. You got to have a longer a gill. You got to breathe somehow. I think it's a, you got to be breathing. You got to feel pain. Yes. I wouldn't even want it like to hear a clam, like a tortoise. Like there's tortoises out there that are like 250 years old. Sure. Yodas of the earth, you know, they just like live forever and probably no cool <laughs> shit, don't they? I would imagine if you could talk to a tortoise, you know, they've seen some shit. Right. You, know, like you were right there know. for it. And they're like, yeah, I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> the lesson of this though, is it's harder to talk to a six-year-old because these are the questions that you get and <laughs> you have no clue. And <laughs> I sometimes will fake it. But today I was like, I gotta look some of this up. Like, I don't even know how long a chicken lives. How long would you think a chicken lives for? Seven years. Ten. Oh, okay. Man, why are you so pessimistic on the chickens, man? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, like, take some life away from them. The unbelievable thing is, like, American history, I've been off by more years than I am with uh, animal oh, you're, lifespan. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in the ballpark, at least, on these. You know what else, though, what I'm thinking is, they're now saying that the lifespan of humans has gone backwards for the first time because of this pandemic. Really? So, wouldn't you like to, uh, don't you kind of feel responsible? Like what's, what are we doing here? Like our generation, <laughs> like you imagine when, when you're a kid, like 
the average lifespan is 75 years old, but by the time you, it's going to be 71 probably because it's, (laughs) we're peaking right now. We hit the top of the bell curve and we are starting the (laughs) downward slope. Do you think so? Like this is where humanity peaked and this is where it fell off a cliff. Because of the, the migration and climate change stuff, you think? I think that's probably a big part of it. I haven't really investigated it before now, but I think that's probably a big part of it. Oh, I think man. the uh, the deadly disease probably contributes a touch, right? Who wants to be a Greenland shark then? <laughs> they-, they live to be like 270. <laughs> Thank God I'm not a, a red sea urchin. <laughs> How long does a red sea urchin live for? 100 years. That seems like too much. Do you or have like an ideal cheetah. number in your mind? How long do you think a cheetah lives for? Let's say a cheetah lives for 42 years. Oh, man. 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Polar bears. How long do you think a polar bear? They look old. They're born with white hair. Yeah. yeah, they really... Polar bears, yeah. They um, they do not age well. No. I think, I think it's one year. I think they get a new one for every Coca-Cola commercial every year. <laughs> How old do you think? Uh, 15 years. No, 25. Oh, okay. The, the bears are all over the place, man. They are like 10, 12, 15, 25. Which is oh. also the life expectancy of a horse is about 25 years. I could see that. That makes sense. They retire after they, uh, they, stud, they sire, after, right? they stu- after they bang it out. Yeah. Before they make Lou. Flamingo lives to be 60. Really? It's a long time. It's 30 years per foot. How specific does that get? Well, <laughs> What would you say about like a peacock? I don't think they're on here, but you can, we can Google that. What's the most surprising animal life expectancy on there in your opinion? By the way, my special can be seen on peacock. <laughs> Sponsor. We, oh, I had to take a break. We had to take a break and I had to do this. I had to read this Pfizer spot. Okay, great. You mind? No, go ahead, please. Brimley's, make sure you get vaccinated and don't do it like Jim did. Make sure you get the first shot first because they are different. Yes, we listen to the podcast. Pfizer, all over the place. All right, sorry. That was it. We were asked to do that by the uh, Department of Health and Humanity Services. Health and Podcasts. Pretty good read out of you, by the way, for the first sponsorship. Well done. <laughs> did you watch the Patrice O'Neill doc? I did. I watched a lot this week before we get into the doc. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you watched. Can I tell you a little bit? I watched, you were, while you were watching Rocky Four for the 95th time, I was doing some catch-up work. And uh, I got to say, I watched A Star is Born. Oh, you did? Hated your guts from the, at the very beginning. When really? I, like, when I pull I'm it sorry. up. When I pull it up and it's like country music singer. And I was like, ooh, that's not helping. <laughs> and it's like runtime, two hours and 15 minutes. I'm like, is this a bit? Did Pat know? Like, did he do this to piss me off? <laughs> and then I started the movie. And Pat, I loved it. Come on. Like, I, again, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies, it was incredible. First of all, real uplifting film you chose for me. Real yeah, it's a, it's a downer. Movie. It is, right? But uh, really great, man. Really, really well done. Yeah, couldn't have been more impressed with it. What were some of the things, like, now that, that, like, that we both loved this movie, I think <laughs> we just move on and just say, yeah, you guys should check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, when you said musical, I was thinking a little bit different, like, it was more a movie that occasionally had a little concert in it. You know what I mean? Like I, with musical, I was thinking more show tunes and. Oh, right, right, right. Like they're going to be like swinging around lampposts and. Uh, yeah. 
jumping in puddles together. <laughs> yeah. A little newsies action, something <laughs> like that. I didn't know what to expect. Holding hands on rooftops. You get it? Yeah. Jumping out of windows. What else? Why do they do all that crazy shit in musicals? Ridiculous. It's like, get off. Why are you going to fall <laughs> off of that thing? They're always like, hey, I'm singing and I'm about to fall off of this fucking building. No, I'm not. I'm jumping to the other one. It's like, what are you singing about? Just stand still. Can't you just sing? Just sing. You always got to be flying around. Doing shit. Jumping on cars. Very disrespectful to property, these musicals. Do not give a shit about it. But anyway, tell me something, boy. Did you like... <laughs> did you so like... So mad that that just happened. Um, did you like the scene um, at the award show? Oh, I mean... <laughs> The most uncomfortable scene in cinema history. I mean, just watching him. Ugh. Like, even just as he's talking during her presentation, I'm like, shut up, dude. Right. Shut up, dude. This, it's a little too close to home for an Irishman's family. Just stop talking. And just the fact that it's happening. Oh, my at God. At the show. And then he. Oh. oh, yeah. But how about Bradley Cooper in that movie? He was fantastic. The singing, incredible. Everything you said about it. I didn't want to believe it. I'm sure there's some Brimley's hating me for agreeing with you right now. But Lady man, Gaga was too. He was great. Nailed the role. I thought it was also great that they like never went to the paparazzi. Like, you know what I mean? They never went to like TMZ, like talking about what was happening. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah. Like, oh, he pissed himself on stage at the Country Music Awards or whatever. Like they never, like it was always their perspective. Oh, when they show every scene, like through social media or through, yeah. yeah. Especially something that big. Now I've seen people in a movie write a song together, like how they do that, right? They bu they'll build something together. How they build that song in that movie is so well done. Yeah. Like she reveals like the hook to him in yeah. the parking lot. And then they, he thought about it. Right. So he fronts it. Right. And then they put it together together. Yeah. I didn't live. Like, you did. That was cheesy. It felt you like weren't I sold mean, on it. Once like he heard it once in a parking lot, wasted out of his mind. I mean, let's, let's not forget that. Six hours earlier, before the bars, he was wasted in a limo. You know what I mean? Right. And so, I mean, I've had those nights. So you're not remembering every word of a chorus you're taught at 3 a.m. When you're eating in a parking lot. <laughs> when you don't even have a car to eat in in a parking lot. Right. You're not remembering every word to a song you heard once the next day. He was a prodigy. Yeah, I guess. But that's the, I mean, but, and yes, of course, like the moment he got near an instrument, Everything. I mean, Jim, the guy's dead. Why you gotta be <laughs> okay. bashing him? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was too bad. I thought that it was, you know, it was sad, but it is, you know, watching it with Sarah. Yeah. I didn't want to get like all sad, right? Yeah. Because she's sad. Sure. You know, and then I'm just kind of like, you know, he had to. <laughs> <laughs> you know? When, yeah. You know when you're just like this is the only way that, he died. Like, of course, but yeah, I'm convincing myself. Like I didn't, meanwhile, I'm like, I didn't see that coming. Like, they killed the guy off. No. But they're like, yeah, he had to. It, that's, that's the way it, the story works. I think they won the goddamn awards. Why do you think everyone loved his performance? Don't let them play on your emotions. They're sacrificing him to win stuff. Don't react to it. Stay cold. And, Burn. 
No, it's a good, good movie. Um, maybe Great a little heavy movie. for the pandemic. I don't. I didn't know that it was. It was what it was. Yeah, I didn't know either. Um, but great movie, great cast. Um, Sam Elliott, my favorite role of his since The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, Andrew Dice Clay was fantastic. Chappelle. Chappelle's great. Yeah, Dad. Uh, who else was in there? Was there another comic in there? Probably Patton Oswalt. He's in everything. Was it George Lee Harvey? It was not. Who is George Lee Harvey? <laughs> George George Roy, because it's Oswald, not Oswald. I guess fair. Patton Oswald, by the way, unbelievable career. You ever think about his career? Patton? Oh, he's great. Uh, Eddie Griffin was the pastor. That's what I was thinking. Eddie Griffin was the pastor. Oh, yes. Good call. Another comic in there. Love seeing that. Absolutely. Isn't that funny how many stand-ups you see? Yeah. In in things? And and in big big movies like that, Todd Berry was in The Wrestler. That's the other thing about there's there's a formula for movies like this that just you take a genre and a tragic drunk character and a woman they meet. Yeah. And then you put stand-up comedians and weird roles in the movie. Like they, they did it with, uh, uh, what was the Jeff Bridges role where uh, Crazy Horse, maybe Crazy Heart. He was a Oh, I never singer. saw that one. Yeah. Okay. They did it with The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I'm sure there's a dozen boxing versions of this movie. Sure. You know what I mean? Like there is a formula for these award winners. Stand-up comedian who drinks too much but is in search of a comeback. She's a waitress at a comedy club who gets fired for getting too close. <laughs> you know, they want to love each other, but he just can't quit drinking until that one day. Definitely a formula. And then they write the perfect joke together, and then he dies in the middle of a bit. <laughs> That's how it goes. And then they get trophies. Exactly. But it was a fantastic movie. Loved every bit of it. Well done. Good call. All right. I'm sorry. I did also do the uh, required homework and watch the Patrice documentary. What'd you, what'd you think of it? A lot of stand-ups in this movie. Yeah, really a lot of them. <laughs> no, I do like to the, think that stand-ups are good actors, though. You see him popping up a lot. And then it, they just seem to be like more natural to it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I did love the uh, Patrice doc. I did not know a ton about him. I knew he was from Boston originally. And I knew that he was like part of that crew. I yeah. kind of knew a lot of what I knew through was through Bill Burr being like a, a Bill Burr fan. Sure. Um, I remember him on Tough Crowd, but I didn't know like about his personality, about anything like that. Yeah. I didn't know about the fiance, the, uh, the daughter. She was, what a, I mean, she was fantastic. You know, I, I, I feel like we're talking about role actors still. The one who played the daughter was great. No, but like the <laughs> right. perspective was very great. believable. Really? I love his high school buds calling him Bruiser. I thought Bruiser and Gunner might hang out at some point in the nineties <laughs> at a, at a Dayton party. Bruiser's a great nickname, right? Bruiser's a fantastic nickname. Remember Bruiser Flint? He no. was a coach at um, UMass. Oh yeah. He was the head coach there. Yeah. There's a there's another Bruiser, wasn't there? Like in a TV show or something? Probably. It was a Bruiser Brody. Was an old wrestler, Dick the Bruiser. Yes, that's that legendary. sounds like you better leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, there were some uh, very funny clips though of his stand up, and and I did see Elf in the Room when I remember when it came out, and still is like great stuff. I mean, that opening five minutes of Elephant in the Room is some of the funniest stand up I've ever seen. The whole special's fantastic. Yeah. And even to hear him talking about how he was like, I'm happy with it. I, this is going to do things for my career. And man, how tragically and how quickly after that he was taken. Yeah, brutal. 
button pusher, envelope pusher. I mean, they kind of took it easy on him compared to some other stuff I've seen. Like this was, his buds were in it, you know, very, like he can be a little ornery, but I've seen some stuff that just wasn't quite so kind. I mean, by no means was he anything but brilliant. And again, I don't mean to, you know, but, but there were a lot of people who, he took the joke pretty far, you know, and they weren't always sure where they stood with him. There was a time um, in the doc when Bill Burr's like, I remember just walking into that Boston Comedy Club, which was in New York City, but he's like, I would have the stuff in my head, like ready. And I can like remember that from like when I was younger, right? Yeah. When, you, when you were like going in to a, a place where your buddies were and you, you were going to be giving each other shit, you'd yeah. be you'd be locked and loaded. <laughs> say this about him. I got this going over here. If he says this, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They say anything about these shoes. <laughs> they're going to get on me about this coat. They're going to like, it's relentless and just a good fun. But like that is, um, that was relatable. And that crew pulled no punches. They were just, I mean, that was Comedy Central. The people in that documentary was Comedy Central's rotation for you know my 18 to 25 time period there yeah i'm surprised Attell wasn't in that yeah that's true he was more of a um i mean because he's from new york so i think he started a different club right i think yeah. he was more carolines you know i forgot that he was in arrested development yeah which is a show i, I loved but at the time i didn't know that that was patrice o'neill arrested development and the office yeah yeah he was in a lot of stuff yeah. I mean, they were trying to find stuff for him. And it was really weird to see that, like, people just like, I can't work with the guy. Like, he, he couldn't not fight stuff, you know? Well, there was Donnell Rawlings was like, a lot of people, like, will say nice things. Like, he was an asshole. That's what he yeah. said about him. He was an asshole, which is pretty funny to see a documentary about someone. But here, here's Patrice, right? His whole thing is about how honest he is. And he can't give in to corporate America and be a shill for anyone and do someone else's art because he's got to be Patrice, right? So right. this documentary is also as honest as he is. And here's someone saying that he's an asshole. The guy yeah. who's the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. Which Absolutely. is great. Donald Rawlings, man, by the way, one of my um, most memorable comedy moments. There was a comic that I'm not even going to say his name, but he was struggling at Zany's. And um, Can you mouth it so I know who it is? I can write it on a card and, okay. and send it to <laughs> And it was, um, he was middling and Donnell was headlining. Uh -huh. And this comic had just been named like the top comic in Chicago. And that was his intro. Okay. And that's how he wanted to be introduced. Uh -huh. I was hosting. He's like, tell them that I was just named a Chicago reader, best comic in Chicago. Very alt, very different. Donnell is like a draw. They're there to see yeah. Donnell Rawlings and it's very different. <laughs> so... <laughs> This guy is struggling. This is, we're doing six shows. Sure. Seven shows. I don't even know, to be honest with you. But Danelle is like, what the hell is going on? I mean, I'm not going to say, but they would be like a hot crowd. And I would go up there and it would be like, this is great. And then I would bring him up and it would just go, huh? <laughs> and Danelle would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Man. So then his first five minutes became about how bad the middle act was. Oh which you don't see this kind of like an unwritten rule yeah. in comedy that you don't, but then Al Rawlings is just going to do then Al Rawlings. <laughs> you especially don't see it done seven shows in a row. <laughs> so <laughs> the comic does not like this. 
And he's like, why is he saying that? And I'm like, I, I can't don't. Do it's, I know it's, but it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're going to deal with this. So it happens again. The next night I bring up Danelle. I go in there and try and, you know, bring him back and bring up Danelle. He starts leaning. The comic goes, walks up the aisle, stands at the front of the, the stage, stands Come right on. there. And is like staring at Danelle. And Danelle's going off on him and like doesn't see him at first. And then he turns and he sees him and he's like, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing there? <laughs> he's like, motherfucker, you had your chance. You had, uh, dude, I, you talk about a star is born, like, uh, like that crawling inside yourself. Like, oh, oh no. Cause I'm telling him, don't go up there. Just, it's, it happened, but he's like, I'm going to go. And he stood there like with his arms and, and that didn't help. That no. did not help. You're getting buried twice. You got to take it and go upstairs and, and pretend you don't hear what he's doing down there. And Have I told you that story before? No, I've never heard that before. I mean, I don't want to put anybody on blast. And no, I mean, it's just, that's a tough spot. When you were, when I would host there, I, it became like almost like a parent that like, it's just a law of averages every month, something like that would happen. Yeah. Maybe not that, but like just, you know, someone would get thrown out or someone would throw something or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, every so often something ridiculous happens. And that is just the wrong pairing. Right. Not intentionally. You know what I mean? That's not just the wrong pairing. Like <laughs> it, it just is. It's the wrong grouping. Like some, you know, but so did this happen all weekend then? Like, did they, were they? No, not- at some point it was addressed. I think after that, it was like, we're going to make a change. Okay. They went to the bullpen. I they called remember, in Vanna. I remember there was like, let's change his intro. Yeah. Don't say that he, because I, and I even said that to him, like, you still want me to bring you up? I'm, like, I'm telling these people that you're the best comic in Chicago. <laughs> and, you know, it's high expectations. Hey, this guy's the best comic in Chicago, but the worst on this lineup. <laughs> this guy was just voted the best comedian in Chicago. The people that voted did not see this show, though. <laughs> repeat, that was before this week. <laughs> The, the tallies were, this is the first time voting was called into question. <laughs> this next comic was voted the funniest in Chicago and we demand a recount. Let's make it loud, fool. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, no bueno. But that. that was uh, a memorable, one of those memorable moments. Oh man, is that funny though? Uh, and I feel for the comic because obviously this is a funny person, you know. It's just a bad pairing, but yeah, you don't go up there. Oh boy. Right. <laughs> but it was fun to see Danelle in that, um, in the documentary. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of funny people and unfunny people, uh, I watched the Belushi documentary as well. I don't need to get too deep into that. thought it was very good. But uh, once I watched the Belushi documentary, it rolled me into a TV show, like on Hulu. It's just like, you're done with that. Okay, let's start this other show about Jim Belushi. <laughs> But Jim Belushi growing weed in Oregon. I love that they hooked you. You're like, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I do like Belushi's. Even I, Hulu's I watch, like, I watch more Belushi. Even Hulu's like, you like you like Belushi Brothers? Try Belushi Brothers 2000. Like even they were <laughs> trying to replace John with Jim. 
because it went from this documentary about this artist, you know, who's like always knew how to be the funniest person in the room. to like a fake documentary that, you know, you know, like everything's right. so staged. Why they queue up Animal House or <laughs> exactly. something like? Exactly. They're like, you might want you want you want to check out one of those movies we just talked about that he was in, or do you want to watch his brother? How is it made up? It's like uh, we've got this new bud coming out for you called Captain Jack, and they're like, we'll pay double for that. Okay, great. <laughs> and someone's like, you ruined all the Captain Jack, and he's like, uh oh. Where's his weed farm at? Oregon. Oh, okay. And uh, so it's with his family. John's widow and with the guy who played his best friend on According to Jim. Like, what? This isn't oh, even no. like you don't cast a farm. You know what I mean? This isn't the oh, real man. He doesn't like, have any friends. I mean, so he's just a, like, this guy's my friend. Like his agent is a friend, but they're all they all like stage an intervention for him. And when I say stage an intervention, I mean that this was staged to look like an intervention. How come sometimes our conversations are just not Clicking. Well, this this one's not scripted, Jim. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You have to be a human being right now. And I don't know. Maybe it turns out to be a fine show, and and it really is it more than one episode. It, it's one of those like it's a reality show that's poised to look like a documentary. You of know what Jim I mean? She's pot farm. Yeah. Uh, they showed like a preview because I got through the whole episode somehow. I'm not proud of my day. I was foam rolling. I couldn't move a lot. Do you like this documentary about this boy from Albania who succumbed to drugs? Maybe you'd enjoy this other one about his brother who is profiting from drugs. Uh The tale of two brothers. John picked the wrong drugs. He's a white guy and he takes no crap when he delivers his white rap. (laughs) I like your shirt. I like your tie. I like your wife. Just kidding, guy. That's what I, that's the Jim Belushi's comedic contribution to my brain. That's the, the, you, the white guy rap is the first thing you remember. That's all I remember. That's but then awesome. I, now I'm thinking that he was in a movie that I kind of didn't mind about last night or in, didn't he have a partner as a dog once? I think he did a movie with Schwarzenegger. Was he in Turner and Hooch? No, that was uh, not I that I think one. he did a movie with Schwarzenegger where they're like buddy cops. No? I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, can you imagine? Belushi, Schwarzenegger. I'd be like, where do I... Who do I pay? <laughs> Who do I give my money to? I'd be, that is right up my alley for n- no reason. All right, let's take a look at his uh, acting career. Like how much stuff, hang on, I'm sorry. How much stuff do you like from when you were like 12? Like, shouldn't we like some of that stuff? Like Rocky Four? Yes, yes. Okay. Would you ever like pull up Commando right now expecting to like it? No, <laughs> no. It's like when I said that I loved Hot Shots Part Two. Like, I wouldn't want to have to defend it now. Right. I'd still probably laugh at them for nostalgia's sake alone, but you wouldn't want someone to watch you laughing at that. <laughs> Not about how diehard, how Bruce Willis was going to be the woman from Poltergeist. It's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> Just picture her in the, in the vents. Picture her crawling in the, in the HVAC <laughs> with the... The gun strapped her. Fantastic. <laughs> but somehow she's still married to the same actress <laughs> that Bruce Willis is married to. I heard Carl Winslow's character was originally supposed to be Richard Simmons. <laughs> oh, he was the, the cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking about driving the limo. Let's see what Jim Belushi was in. Uh, he was in K-9 was the dog movie. 
That was a, a thing to, to put um, a man and a pup and, and comedy would ensue. Yeah. It's, it's a very uh, celebrity's brother thing to do. Like this movie was popular before. Let's basically do the same thing with a leftover Baldwin or Jim Belushi. Right. I never understood why studios did that. Like, why don't you do something? Like we want some of that. We want some of that cop dog money. Let's do a cop dog money. Why? And, and they would like counter with like, romancing the stone after indiana jones or like yeah it's just so similar and like that's not good and they're doing it now on steroids sure with the comic book superhero pre-sold franchise bullshit which i'd love to be a part of if asked <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing push-ups i saw kamal nanjiani i'm starting to, i'm working oh, out man. i mean you see him how jacked he had to get for that marvel movie and it's like they just need like a need like a slob guy who like there's gotta be someone who just like stays back in the mail room, right? Does something that they don't need to be. You need someone with a mop that hits the wrong button. <laughs> this that puts <laughs> can I just put like put my yeti on the down in the wrong place? I wanted to be the guy in like the the jeans, like the, the jeans and the blue shirt that's moving glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? That someone has to like go around the glass that he's moving. I want to be that guy. I'd love to be in a, like a small role in a huge movie. You know, we talked a little bit about stand up some movies inadvertently last week with uh, Coming to America. Thinking back on that, we didn't talk about Samuel Jackson in Coming to America. He's the one that comes in with the shotgun to McDowell's. It's oh, like, wow. his, like one of the sports parts, I think. I didn't realize that was Samuel L. Jackson. It's been noted before. So it was kind of like stood out that we didn't address it. Thought we'd had to go back and correct the record in case there's a grimly... What do you call the uh, documentarian sure. secretary out there? Whoever's taking the minutes, let them know. Do we have anyone that can stenograph? Please don't. I don't this? think it needs to be a written history of this. <laughs> to be introduced to evidence one day. What's a call when you're the court reporter? That's a court reporter. I think we're stenographer. No, I, I know it's called you're a court reporter. A stenographer, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. When I worked at court, they were all over the place and they would be behind in, in the rooms they would like run to the other room to document because they would have to like, you know, oh, there's action over there. And then they go in there. They have like you... five buttons on there. It's amazing. Ever see when they do it? Yeah, it's incredible. Read that back. You never really saw that. You see that on TV. Yeah. That's so great. I would love that. Read didn't that happen back. In person? <laughs> Can you imagine if you were the sniper? <laughs> Read that back. <laughs> Says pick up dry cleaning, <laughs> confirm appointment, shower. Hey, I had a question for you I wanted to ask you. I recently, I got house slippers. You a house shoe guy? You a house slipper guy? Of course I am. Yeah? Yeah, I got a, um, I'm very, I'm addicted to uh, these flip-flops I have. Ufos. Oh, those are the ones you've talked about. Your Ufos. Okay. Yeah. Um, those are, are they flip-flops? Are they indoor, outdoor? Or are they specifically made for indoor? They could be outdoor, but not like, you know, maybe around like a pool or something. Okay. But they're, they're, I think they're indoor. Or like at the gym, you know, if you're showering or. Okay. What'd you get? What'd you get? I went with some slippers. I went with some, uh, you know, some comfy, some some slippers. But my question is. Uh, see, my feet get hot in those. Like, they, you got that. full wraparound? What do you got? Like yeah. Uggs? Big furry monster feet? Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. They're neon green monsters. No, they're just, uh, I mean, they're just old man, you know? Oh, there you go. They're like moccasins. Yeah. They're, they're like, like very, uh, yeah, they are. Like fuzzy and do you have socks on them? I do have socks on underneath them. Thank you. And do they get hot? Not really. I'm okay so far. It's winter. 
but I keep trying to leave the house in them by accident. And it is not going well. Are you shuffling around out there? I mean, I've gotten, like, I got two steps. <laughs> like, I went out my door, out a second door, downstairs, out the third door. I get a couple steps outside, and I'm like, wait a second. Because they feel like shoes. They're like Mark Zuckerberg in the social network. Just <laughs> prance around campus in your slippers. Everyone's like, look at this mad genius. Where is he going? I know it's going to be me at Target one of these days, or I'm going to be like halfway to an appointment for work. <laughs> the moccasins! Right? I've had them a week and I keep trying to leave the house. There's no way I'm getting away scot-free with this never going bad on me. Those feel like shoes. And then you go outside and then you, they're like, there's not enough padding. And there's a bunch of rocks stuck to the <laughs> bottom of them now. Now Absolutely. I got gravel on my couch. <laughs> Am I, I'm not the only one then. You've gotten outside in house slippers before, I take it. Sometimes, you know, I'll be, um, I'll have these on and I'll have to run out and get something out of the car or if I got to go coax Ralphie or go grab something, take the garbage out. Sure. I might keep these on. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're durable for that. This, that, I was wearing these when I screwed up my toe. Remember when I drill my toe? Oh, yeah. Cause these are, these are open back. They're, you know, like flip-flops, but they're not, okay. they're not, um, uh, okay. They're not tongs. We used to call them tongs. Like the, um, the toe, Those toe ring. Ones, yeah. What do you call that? We used to call them thongs. Thongs. Yeah. Thongs. That's what we call them. Or, yeah. But then, then Cisco came out with his, <laughs> he reclaimed Cisco was like, that's mine. <laughs> thong, the thong, thong, thong. Oh man. Remember when that song came out? It's like, what? Dude. I like the way. It's just a synonym for underwear up your ass. Like, yeah. imagine, like, dude, I have the song where I say underwear three times. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just me saying panties. No, that's not. What about thong? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Has Cisco dropped some other stuff? Yeah, you're not going to believe this. Not as popular. Um, no. no, not as popular as the thong song. He you ever heard bra, 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 bra? <laughs> <laughs> he starts. What if I did a song about a slip? Remember slips? Girls don't really wear slips anymore. I know, but I like the way a girl wears a slip. That slip, 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 slip. <laughs> no, it's not working, man. It's just. All right, let me try something else. <laughs> what about barrettes? <laughs> Every album just has one song. <laughs> just try it different. 2030, you're gonna see Cisco at a bar, just like shoes, 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 shoes. When I was in high school, I was listening to flannel, flannel, flannel. <laughs> I like the way you wear that flannel. Oh, that flannel, flannel, flannel. Hillary's running for president. Pantsuit, pantsuit, pantsuit. Um, yeah, poor Cisco. He he probably. Made a ton of money on that one. Though. Yeah, and he was in Drew Hill before that, and they had that hit song, shirt, sh shirt, shirt, shirt. So <laughs> he's got to be doing okay. He's banking it. Dude, I didn't tell you this. I didn't follow up on my, um, I did make the French onion soup. We didn't follow up on something? On the French. Remember that from, uh, was that Better Off Dead? French. Oh, yeah. French dressing. French. So you made the soup. I did. Didn't I, did I send you a pic? I took a pic of the, the soup, no. too. I didn't send it to you? No, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send it to you right now. I have the soup. I made, it was Julia Child's French onion soup. And I got to tell you, it, it, the hardest part was just cutting up the onions. It's not that difficult. 
I'm going to encourage everyone to um, give it a shot. I'm not, uh, I'm backing off making all her stuff though. Sarah's like, I'm not getting into this. So it's gonna, it's gotta be different chefs. I, I'm still gonna do something every week, but I'm just not gonna pigeonhole myself into. Okay. Why, because my kids, my kids aren't gonna eat Coke of the Vin or, you know, I'm not, not gonna sew up a duck. <laughs> How is this affecting Sarah? Why is she like, it, like, does she have to do a lot of the work here? No, she helped with the, um, the order. We put the the ingredients on the online order. Ah, okay. Ooh. So what I did here, it looks a little different, Jim. You don't have, which I don't like, when you picture French onion soup, you're picturing the crock, like covered, right? Yeah, All the yeah. way over, the cheese melted across the top. I wasn't able to achieve that. Ju- Julia didn't want to do that. I don't think the French probably don't, probably don't do it. Probably a little sure. bit. It's probably American, a little over the top. Yeah. This yeah. is like a little, uh, this is like how they'd serve it in a fancy restaurant and I'd be so pissed that there's not more of a cracker in there, but it'd be the best thing I've ever had in my life. That's how you serve it at a fancy restaurant or at my house, Jim. That's how <laughs> house, I serve it. That's a fancy restaurant, I think. <laughs> no, that so looks it's, awesome. It's easy to make, dude. It was, um, Sarah's gonna make fun of me because I'm like acting like I did, like made something, that I accomplished something. <laughs> but it was, I just wanted to follow up on it. Tell me what the process is. You take Campbell's French onion soup. I kind of blacked it all out. I read, the, I followed the steps. <laughs> I cut the onions. I put it in there, and I, I had to get some cognac at some point. And when got some Hennessy, because mm-hmm. it's optional. But I was like, if Julia, you, you call me out, I'll, I'm yeah. gonna get the Hennessy. But I didn't want to buy the huge, like like the first place I went, the grocery store, they had to really commit to the Hennessy, like a forty dollar bottle. Oh man! It's like where can I get the the brown paper bag, Hennessy? <laughs> The shorties. So I went to the liquor store. So like an Asco version? Did you do like the uh, the one for the soup, one for me? Nips off the Hennessy? Did you? Uh... <laughs> you know it. So what is the, uh, again, this this looks like a nice, uh, like a nice toasted piece of bread in the center of the French onion soup with some, with some cheese on it. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, what you got there is the Swiss cheese. Okay. And that's over the, the bread. And you want to get it all over the edges so you don't burn it. You put that in the oven, bake it over. And then you just plop those into the, right into the soup. You seemed so credible before you started talking about it. (laughs) Did Sarah do the cooking? Is that what we're getting at? Did Sarah do most of the work here? What are you talking about? If I texted Sarah I sliced the baguette. Okay. I blanched, I blanched the flour. Yeah, you did. I sauteed the, you don't blanch flour, I don't think. I just, I'm making up words that I. Damn it. All I know is that I was grating the cheese over the soup. And um, Sarah was like, we have a hand grater. And I was like, I know this, this one's better. <laughs> but where is that hand grater? Just in case. My grandfather used to have a hand grater. You know where it was from? Where? Olive Garden. <laughs> did he? Yeah. He lifted it from there? Yeah, of course he did. He had a hand grater from Olive Garden. Why wouldn't he? You know? I love how much he comes up. And we should definitely cheers him on the Annie. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Too, bud. Are we watching anything? Are there any documentaries or anything we want to? I don't have a whole lot on my radar. We can take some suggestions if anyone wants to give us, you know, the reviews can just be interactive. We'd love to get some reviews. Yeah. That would be fun, right? I like that idea a lot because we've been doing uh, documentaries. Uh, if you have any documentary recommendations for us, definitely let us know. Yeah, blow us up. Let's go. We love it. And Jimmy, happy anniversary. Been a wild ride, man. Been a lot of fun. Episode 71 next week. 
What was the average lifespan of a podcast? <laughs> are we exceeding? I think we are. We're up in hippopotamus category. What are they at? Does it say <laughs> what the they are? The tortoise of podcasts, the hippopotamus. No, but I like where you're at. That marble diet. How much does a hippopot? <laughs> how long do they hip? How do you spell this? Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus lives 40 to 50 years. Oh, that's not so bad. Like a wild human. Not bad at all. <laughs> Is that going to change? All right, that makes me feel pretty good. That's good. All right. yeah, good for you, hippos. Yeah. You should be happy with that. I don't want to hear any. Uh, I don't want to hear any complaints <laughs> about the hippos. Forty to fifty years. Do they? At what point do they only have four teeth? Don't you always picture them as like they got the the corners? Just like yeah, really. Is that from the game, or is that just? I think it's general, right? I think so. I heard that they are mean dudes. That they are very protective of their turf. You do not want to come upon. A hippo nest. I don't know what they're called. I mean, that is just, you ever catch a story like that? Like somebody was like mauled by a hippo and you're like, I just do not, whatever happens to me, I just don't want it to be that. I wouldn't know where to go for that to occur. Like, is that in the continental United States? I would think not, right? That's how they get you, dude. That's what they don't want you to know. What are they in Wheaton? (laughs) Down by the old Belushi estate? Might be. Hey, we've got more we didn't even get to this week. I, uh, I, I'm not going to say too much. Um, it will tease it for next time, but I, uh, I bought something that uh, I used to buy as a kid. Uh, a little throwback, and uh, we're yeah. excited about it. Can't wait to tell you all about it next time, because I'm pretty sure you're going to make fun of me for it. <laughs> I would never. I know. This I is know. A, you're not going to tell me now? Is this I'm a tease? Is this a tease for, for us? For exactly me? Exactly what this is. You don't and the Brims? Yeah, the Brims find out the same time you do. Every all right. I don't know if I have anything to tease, but I am looking forward to moving into March, moving towards spring together, toward hope. You know, we're off the deep end, Jim. Watch as we dive in. Episode two, episode season two. Never going to reach the ground. We're in the shallow. Isn't it we're out of the shallow? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to go drink like Bradley. I'm proud of you. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see ya. Bye, Jim.